This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Online Inquirer podcast. It's Jeremy Warner and Joey Wagner, where we are at Memorial Stadium on a Saturday afternoon, beautiful Saturday afternoon, but uh, not a beautiful game for Illinois. Five turnovers doomed the Illini in a 30-13 to loss to number seven Penn State. Extremely frustrating, Joey, for Illinois, given that this defense looked like the Illinois defense that we expected. A uh, fantastic performance for the most part um, for the Illinois defense as they hold a Penn State offense that uh, was really crushing teams earlier this year. West Virginia, Delaware, how much you put in those games. But still, uh, the fact that Illinois really kept Drew Aller in check, kept the running backs from Penn State in check, I thought was a really, really positive sign. But they were put in bad positions all day. And I, I hate you know, pointing out one player, but Luke Altmaier really struggled. Uh, four interceptions that crushed Illinois. Uh, you cannot have your quarterback play like that and expect to beat most Big Ten teams, let alone the number seven team in the country and a, a team that is expected uh, to potentially compete for a Big Ten title. Though if I'm Penn State, I'm probably not thinking uh, th- that today. Like They got some strides to make, but uh, you can't win with five turnovers and the other team has zero, Joey. No, I mean, that was the first quarter. First quarter to decide the game, but – Turnovers on three straight possessions, excuse me, after a missed field goal on the opening possession. The defense, for as much as we fairly talked, wrote about, discussed, asked questions, all of those things all week, and all of it was fair. I don't think you and I would change anything about it, and I, I think all of it was justified. That defense played really, really well, and they went to the five-one-five defense that we've seen them do in the past, and they played good football. And even despite those turnovers and putting the defense in really – poor spots, the defense put out a lot of fires. I mean, six points at one point for Penn State felt like Bielma should have done cartwheels at midfield. Like They had just really kept that door open. Uh, the offense just couldn't couldn't get it on a total flip, right, Jeremy, of what we've yeah. seen for the first two games. There's the one positive where it's like, oh, the defense made adjustments. Playing a non-dual threat quarterback certainly helped them, I believe, this week. Johnny Newton was a one-man wrecking crew and continues to make himself money. We'll dive into all those things. I know there's people, some people, Joey, in my mentions, that want me to go after Barry Lonnie Jr. And listen, I we have criticized coordinators when we deem that they're worth criticizing. And Barry Lonnie Jr., I think, has some tweaks he needs to make to the offense that we will talk about. Um, should Reggie Love have carried more than 12 times? 12 times. Yes, probably. I really like what Reggie Love is giving you. But I, I, that's kind of nitpicking. What can an offensive coordinator do when you have five turnovers? A couple of them in Penn State territory. You just can't have those. You absolutely cannot have those. And I, I just I don't know what to critique 
for an offensive coordinator when that happens. I texted people who are football smarter than me, guys who have played this game at a very high level, and I said, am I missing anything? Is there something Barry Lonnie Jr. should have done today? And they said, no, Luke Altmaier had a really, really bad game. And that's what it is. You, you cannot survive that kind of quarterback play. Cut those turnovers in half. If you had stopped the bleeding, Joey, Illinois would have had a chance to compete at the end of that game. Here's Brett Bielma talking about Luke Altmaier's interceptions. The wrong guy, right? Just what it is. Um, I, I understand third down plays, right? Like, uh, uh, but for us to be successful, who's ever in a quarterback, you can't have early down interceptions. We can't convert. We can't have that first drive, you know, come and not not put ourselves in a position to come away with points. You put so much. We put so much into the uh, the start of the game. Uh, I basically give them three keys every week. The first was to identify, adjust, and excel on, on the things that we did from last week to get to where we were this week. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I just asked all the coaches to identify issues, adjust, and excel the next day. And then we want to put it into game plan mode on Saturday. Uh, but the first football one was to start fast and play physical. And, and I thought for the most part, offensively, defensively, we did that. That first drive to have it end that way um, was, was frustrating. And have the a missed field goal opportunity, it just, you know, it was just a lot of a lot of things that didn't uh, for, for you to beat the number one or the number seven team in the country, you got to have those things work, and they didn't. I want to take a minute and tell you about Home Field. They are a premium collegiate apparel brand based in Indianapolis. They emphasize their commitment to creating incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. They feature a growing collection over 150 plus colleges to choose from, including, of course, the University of Illinois. Home Field designs are super unique, guys, because they delve into the archives and history of each school, including Illinois, and they use unique logos and iconic moments to create thoughtfully designed apparel. So if you go to Home Field, apparel.com you can see the 80s Illini football helmet that so many of you like flying Illini logo the Illinois basketball logo from the 2004-2005 Illini team the script Illini is there and you guys these are the most comfortable shirts and that's what I love about home field apparel you get the comfort but you also get authenticity and nostalgia so I'm telling you guys give their site a look it's not the typical Illinois gear you usually see you can find them at homefieldapparel.com where you can see their collection of colleges available and guess what our listeners at Illini Inquire get 15% off their first order with discount code Illini23 again 15% off your first order at homefieldapparel.com with discount code Illini23. So as you go to Illinois football games, get ready for the Illinois basketball season, Homefield Apparel is the perfect apparel to get you ready for the upcoming season. So check them out at homefieldapparel.com. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. You cannot win a game, most likely, that your quarterback threw four, four interceptions. It felt like, remember Shane Falco in the movie The Replacements? Oh, Joey doesn't watch movies. He talks about quicksand. You know, you make one mistake, you try to dig yourself out of it, and then you just create a bigger hole. He was just making poor decisions, wasn't seeing the field today. These are the growing pains we expected. It just all happened in one game. The first two games were so good. 
the third game was so bad, you want him to find something in the middle, Joey. But he's still a very talented quarterback. I think we saw John Paddock had some stats against the second stringers late in the game. I think we see Luke Altmyers, the best talent at quarterback. He just needs to grow from these growing pains and, and not let them beat him in another game. Yeah, he had throws. Obviously, all the picks he went back. And even um, our friend Steve Greenberg at the Sun-Times was here, and he pointed out really correctly that first drive, Pat Bryant was down at the five. I mean, he was wide open. Pat Bryant would have walked in there, no questions asked, and it just was underthrown. It was a missed throw. Like, that's the throw you want back. But at the end of the day, I mean, Luke Altmaier had a bad game, and he looked like a guy who hasn't played a lot of college snaps, right? Like, that is exactly what we talked about. And, and yeah, like, we gave him all the flowers after Toledo and really to a degree last week. Uh, but we – you're right. Like you would like the level to be maybe a little more in the middle there, but you don't win Toledo without him, right? So like yeah. it's it's a it's going to be up and down. Tommy DeVito had played a lot of snaps. Tommy DeVito was so very steady during his one season here, and like that just wasn't going to be the case with a, a less experienced quarterback. But he's still talented. Like there, there are throws he yeah. made. There, actually, in fact, the, the throw before one of the interceptions finds Isaiah Williams down the sideline. He gets crushed on the throw like that's that's a good throw that's a good throw and he's guys just got to grow from from some of these mistakes and yeah unfortunately it came when your defense was playing really really well and you know it kind of got in the way of Illinois putting something together and maybe making an upset felt like Luke knew he had to have a great game to beat Penn State and and he was forcing the issue and I think the fourth career start for Luke Almighty these are the kind of growing pains I expected and why I thought Illinois could get off to a rough start and why I thought over the, the long scheme of the season, Luke's going to make some big plays more than Tommy DeVito did, but Tommy DeVito just did not make a lot of mistakes. And Drew Aller, it wasn't all that impressive today. I give Aaron Henry and the defense a lot of credit for that, but he didn't make the big mistakes. Like, it felt like he knew, like, all I got to do is avoid the mistakes. We'll give ourselves a chance to win. Uh, but, um, yeah, he's just got – now it's how does he respond to this? How does he respond to this adversity, to the criticism he's facing? But this is the life of a Big Ten starting quarterback, Joey. This is what you sign up for. When you have a good game, you're going to get all the flowers. When you have a bad game, people are going to talk about it because that's – you're the most important player on the field, and the most important player on the field for Illinois just didn't play well, and that's the reason they lost. I mean, one of the turnovers is on Josh McCray – but four turnovers, and, and Penn State scores 20 points off five turnovers on these short fields. That's why you lost the game today. Otherwise, I thought Illinois played really well. I thought Illinois beat itself more than Penn State beat Illinois today. Yeah, the yardage was, I think, what's the total yardage here? Illinois was right there with Penn State. These boxes, I don't understand paper. <laughs> Penn State, 383 yards. Illinois, 354 yards. That doesn't read like the final. Like, that's turnovers, right? And yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't – like, we're walking up here. It's like, I don't know that I've got, like, some scalding hot takeaway. Just, turnovers hurt them. And Brett Bielman talked about it. Penalties, mental errors, turnovers. Turnovers got them today. We've seen mental errors and penalties get them in the first two. Turnovers got them today. Yeah, I don't have a scolding hot take because Penn State's a good defense. Illinois' offense struggled against it, and their uh, offensive – their quarterback threw four interceptions. That's why they lost. Like, that, that is the reason. I'm very excited to announce a new partnership with Underdog Fantasy. We decided to partner with Underdog because it's the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Underdog Fantasy has a lot to offer, including their Pick'em game. In Pick'em, you pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. It's so easy to play. Just pick two to five stats of your favorite players and choose whether they'll go higher or lower. You can more than 20 times your amount of money by going five 
for five. They also have a Best Ball Mania. If you think you know football, you got to check this one out. This year's Best Ball Mania has 50 million in total prizes up for grabs, with the winner taking home three million. So sign up today with promo code Illini and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with my promo code Illini to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You must be 18 plus and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ncpgambling.org. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Positive is, Joey, Aaron Henry and this defense showed up. They, they made good adjustments. I thought they just had a better matchup, too, uh, with the, the way the quarterback doesn't, isn't able to run. But we got to give them credit. They came out, played more of that 5-1-5 defensive scheme, took linebacker off the field, had five, you know, three down linemen, two outside linebackers, really got after Drew Aller today. Good pressure from them. Uh, but also you had the defensive backs back there uh, just a little bit faster. Matthew Bailey played really well when he got back in the game. So I thought that was a, a really good adjustment for them. And, and let's be honest, the players just played well, especially up front. Johnny Newton made millions the last two weeks. There were 14 NFL scouts here today. Johnny Newton was the star of the game. Despite his team losing, he was the star of the game. I'm interested to see how many pressures PFF gives him credit for, but he was consistently disrupting the backfield. Uh, got to a tackle for a loss, two quarterback hurries that the stats crew gave him credit for, and, and two uh, pass breakups and a field goal block. Like That's just absolutely wrecking the game. And I thought the outside linebackers played well. I thought this Alec Bryant played well again, but Seth Coleman and Gabe Ackes had their best games as well. So kudos to those guys up front making plays. Yeah, they, they slowed down the run. That was a huge question we had coming in to this game is how is Illinois going to def- uh, be able to defend the run? Penn State can run the heck out of the ball. Uh, Penn State rushed for 164 yards. That didn't feel like that over the course of the game, and I'm sure a lot of that came when they went to their backup quarterback who primarily ran. How but many man, yards did they have through three quarters? I'm going to look that up here, Joey, while we talk about it because that was that was impressive. But what they did to those running backs uh, and, and Andrew Aller, like – Penn State didn't look like a championship offense today against Illinois. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what we talked about when we were in Lawrence on the same podcast, that you're going to still get some more traditional quarterbacks. And you saw Illinois let its defensive front kind of turn loose a little bit of that. You're still going to get a lot of those more traditional quarterbacks coming up here in the next few weeks. So seeing that front play like what we thought it was going to play like, like that's something if you're Illinois, if you're a fan, you say, okay, that's – like, that's good news moving forward with dude Johnny Newton. I mean, it's uh, it's like he 
if Brett Bielema really mentioned it kind of for the first time, like that first Toledo game wasn't what we've seen out of Johnny Newton. And these last two games sure have been what we've seen. I thought the kind of the freak out about him after the Toledo game was a little much. And it turns out it was because he's a really, really good football player. Oh, the people saying he read too many of his press clippings. No, he's, he's really good. And he's a leader. Brett Bielma shouted that out again today that like he's really led uh, the last couple weeks. So uh, through three quarters, Penn State, 67 rush yards, three yards per attempt. That's one of the that is the best running back duo you're going to face all year. Uh, and I think it's a sign that Penn State, their offensive line has to be a little bit better for them to, to be a championship caliber team. But I also think it shows that that defensive front can be as good as we think it'll be. So um, we'll dive into the film a little bit with Jay Lehman about what happened with all this success. But Brett Bielema mentioned, uh, you know, it's kind of the same conversation he had with Ryan Walters after the Virginia and UTSA games. They had that conversation, said, we got to stop this. A lot of it was big plays. They barely gave up any big plays. Uh, today third downs they were much better um, so Brett Bielma talked about that and, and they certainly made adjustments so for all the criticism we gave last week that was deserved they deserve a lot of praise this week because that was a defense that I can get behind and if you play that way defensively during Big Ten play with the Big Ten schedule you have where Maryland Wisconsin Iowa are probably the best opponents you're gonna play we'll see if Wisconsin actually is that but I, I feel like that team that defense can give you many opportunities to win a lot of games Yes, Penn State is 7 of 18 on third down. You'll take that. They were completing it at a near 50% clip coming into this. I also want to point out, you mentioned it early, we don't know the severity of Matthew Bailey's injury, but I thought he was a difference maker out there. Like, I've been mm -hmm. kind of hesitant. It is a big deal, him coming back. But also, which is kind of where the defense was, you didn't want to maybe paint the picture of a defensive savior returning. But, dude, he, I mean, he looked good. He, he looked kind of like what you – needed Matthew Bailey to look like. So we'll, we'll see if there's an update for that on Monday or what that looks like moving forward. He was not out there very long, but the place he was, I thought he was impressive and showed you why they'd been excited about him. Really noticed his size and he length, yeah. uh, his reliability and run fits. Uh, and I'll give credit to Clayton Bush today. Um, you know, he's undersized a little bit <laughs> compared to like Nick Singleton. I think Catron Allen, one of them ran over him the hole, but he came up, filled the hole, made the tackle. Um, so I thought they were just way more sound defensively so really kudos to them I think that bodes really well Joey uh in the Big Ten West where listen how many quarterbacks are you facing that that really scare you in this Big Ten West I think Hudson Card is probably the best Big Ten West quarterback would we say he's the guy right now I think so I know someone mentioned uh Cade McNamara and Iowa in a tight game with Western Michigan I think just with his yeah. pedigree you would think he should be in that conversation but I mean those would be the two that are front of mind for me right yeah, Kay McNamara's a game manager. And for Iowa, that might that might work. Uh, Hudson Card and, and Luke Altmaier to me are the, the most talented guys. Jeff Sims is talented, but we've seen his turnover issues uh, through the first couple games. So it's kind of what you expect out of uh, some newcomer uh, you know, quarterbacks at this position. I, I think another thing we got to bring up, Joey, this offense needs some playmakers. I think that's why Luke Altmaier felt a little bit rushed. We'll talk about the offensive line change up here in a little bit. But uh, this offense needs a few more playmakers. And uh, Pat Bryant, another struggle today. Casey Washington got a lot of targets, but uh, Luke Altmaier didn't kind of underthrew him. But the separation is not there on the perimeter. And we saw some freshmen get some extended playing time. Um, Reggie Love has been really solid. Really like what Reggie's giving you. As we said, like he's just tough. He's reliable. Uh, I think he's he's seeing the field really well, making really good cuts. He just needs to make that break that one tackle when he's on a one-on-one -on -one with the safety. Uh, and then maybe he can go the distance um, or at least 
a big chunk. But Josh McCray, Pat Bryant, Casey Washington, you need more uh, out of those positions. And you got to see Malik Elzey play late in this game. He played a little bit during the game, didn't get a lot of targets. And you see the talent. You saw Canary Wilcher, a little bit of that speed late in the game. You saw Caden Fagan come in and give you some tough yards that Josh McCray was struggling to get, albeit against the backups. But it might be time with Florida Atlantic here coming up, Joey, to, to get the most talented guys on the field, even if they're young. Of course, they got to show some consistency and, and gain the trust of the staff. But you need more playmakers for Luke Altmaier, Reggie Love, and those guys. Yeah, the last two games with Caden Fagan kind of reminded me of the first two with Malik Elzey, where it was kind of a slow feed, a slow feed. Uh, you know, I know Malik Elzey didn't have a stat in those first two games, but you slowly saw him start to get out there a little bit more. And like you've seen that with Caden Fagan, he had the carry against Kansas. He had four carries for 15 yards today. He's, you know, somebody you need probably needs to be in the conversation to see more carries, right? And, and I think Malik Elzey, Yes, it was against the backups, but he made a pretty nice adjustment on that ball in the end zone for a touchdown. This is a guy that we thought we'd see more of him this week. I don't expect that to slow down. Uh, he's dynamic, man. He's a guy who can need him to continue to grow, and opportunities are going to help him do that. Yeah, and listen, um, why he doesn't play immediately over Casey Washington is he's not as reliable of a blocker. Maybe he's not going through you know, his, his routes as well, all those things, but at some point you need talent, and you need some guys who can make some plays for you, uh, and I think those guys are going to continue to get more snaps, and if they produce, and Brett Bielman mentioned it, we're, we're going to need some of those guys here moving forward. Can I just bring, I know we'll get to the comment section, but while it's on my mind, Sean brought up a good point. He said LZ was a summer enrollee, probably doesn't have the whole playbook yet, Brett Bielma didn't mention him in particular, but he alluded to that where he said, hey, we've got these freshmen, even if it's not the whole thing, let's get some things that we know that they are comfortable in and get them out there. So that's a good point by Sean. I think it's something that, you know, maybe not just, you know, in, only to Malik, but just broadly, like to see that kind of adjustment, say, let's just get them out there and find stuff they're comfortable in is kind of understanding. I don't want to say the urgency, but the need to, to get some of those guys out there. Am I allowed to, to give a Barry Lonnie compliment? Is that allowed here, Joey? Between friends. Um, I'm reading the room and it looks fine. <laughs> it looks fine. Um, that that getting Ashton Hollins in that that Agreed. package they got Ashton Hollins in with that big. I, I thought that was a great play call. I think I think it was Casey Washington on the post, but then they had Ashton Hollins on that wheel route. He's kind of get. We've talked about that deuce span type role. He's got speed. He's got length. You need more speed. You need more playmaking out there. And I listen. We saw Aiden Lawfrey get some some you know dust up minutes there. Maybe maybe some more speed there too, but I feel bad for Josh McCray. He just doesn't look like the same player right now that we saw two years ago. It's been a while since we've seen that, but he's just not producing. So at some point, I know Brett Buma loves Josh McCray. Does Caden Fagan get those snaps? Does Aiden Lawfrey get some of those snaps? Does Reggie Love just become more of a workhorse kind of back for you? Those are the things I think the offensive staff is going to look at um, on top of just being like Luke, Let's throw that in the trash. Let's learn from it. I think that's kind of the adjustment this offense can make is, hey, we got to get some more talent on this field. Yeah, and credit to them. They landed two talented guys. And I think you'll start to see more and more. I would think, and I don't know this, um, maybe Malik Elzey is a little, like a, a, say, a quote-unquote a game ahead, right, because he, he's slowly been brought into these first three. But he's a guy, it's just hard for me to imagine. You don't see a continued increase of snaps for him in particular moving forward. 
Offensive line made a switch, as we expected, Joey. Isaiah Adams moves from left guard to right tackle. We see Zy Chrysler move to right guard. Josh Geske go to left guard. Jordan Slaughter played some significant snaps in this game. I don't think it was perfect, uh, but to, to limit Penn State, I mean, the starters, really, uh, of Penn State had, what, one sack in that game. I know Luke Altmaier was under duress, so it wasn't perfect, but it certainly was better uh, than Kansas. So, I'd expect them to keep that. I, you know, Isaiah Adams made the comment, like, Zach Chrysler felt better at guard. You could see his his confidence was probably rattled. And I'm sure taking some stuff on social media from fans or whatever it is or us or whatever it is, um, whether fair or not, like, that, that's hard. That's hard to go through. Uh, but I thought they looked better on the offensive line today against a really, really good Penn State or a really, really talented Penn State defense. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And I, I don't want to overlook, I know you mentioned him, I thought Jordan Slaughter gave really good reps at times uh, during the course of that game. Uh, in some case, I think he, he kind of subbed in both for Zai and Josh Getsky. I'd have to go back mm-hmm. and look. But it's a guy – I, I know he probably wants to be a starter his sixth year, but there's a very he's very, very valuable. It's that sixth guy to maybe let one of those other two guys go spend some time with Bart and talk or whoever you talk to over there. Yeah, I, I thought the line looked better. Isaiah Adams, as, as we've seen this room do, he put a lot of that on himself. And the, the play of the offensive line, we've seen that. I thought Josh Cruz had some costly penalties today that obviously ended up hurting Illinois. But it the, the moves paid off. We we thought, I mean, there was no way. We talked about it after the Kansas game. I didn't think there was a, a chance they were going to go back to that. And it looked like it paid dividends for Illinois. All right, Joey, our producer extraordinaire, Isaac Ambrose, sent us some questions that we like to answer after every game. What is one word you would use to define this game? You took it from me uh, to start, so I'm just going to rehash it. I'm just going to say frustrating because the defense gave the offense. The defense, again, which had been criticized high and low for a week, probably more than that, gave the offense a chance. Let's just run through real quickly if, if we could. After that missed field goal, the next offensive possession, the fumble on the third play, the following, an interception on the sixth play, the following, an interception on the second play. I mean, that is, I mean, it's just a penalty. It's frustrating because at that point, it's still 6 nothing, And at that, like, you think there's one drive could maybe kickstart something. And then I thought, really, I don't, you know, I'll save the other one because the interception on the drive, the first possession of the third quarter, I know that's another question we'll get to mm-hmm. uh, from our friend Isaac Ambrose. But it's frustrating, man. That's the best thing I can come away with. Yeah. What, what did Brett Bielma say after? Insanity, absolute insanity with uh... – with those interceptions. Um, yeah. Like it was just kind of snafu. Like you just, your quarterback had this bad game. Like your quarterback had a bad game. That's what, that's why you lost this game. So frustrating is probably uh, the best possible word for it. All right. Oh, and I started the game pretty easy, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's not Johnny, wasn't he your picture clicked? He was, he was, was he your two weeks in a row. No, could it? No. Yeah. Cause you picked the best player. I gave you crap for it. And it was Johnny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> So good for me. He was, <laughs> dude, he was, he was awesome. He was awesome today. Uh, Mina Kimes is tweeting about him. Look at that. That's everyone was. Everybody <laughs> was tweeting about Johnny Newton. I think we're starting to see more and more of that attention. Uh, it's not quite like it's a little earlier than you saw. Like, remember Devin Witherspoon was like the fifth or sixth game last year that people yeah. nationally started to be like, hey, what do we have here? I think Johnny Newton's a little bit ahead of that, but he, he's getting a lot of very deserved attention. I'll say it again, like on a field with several first round picks, like multiple first round picks. Oh, Fashanu will be a first round pick. The left tackle, Kalen 
King is going to be a first-round draft pick. Chop Robinson has a chance to be a first-round draft pick. Johnny Newton was by far the best player in the field. Like, that's why I was comfortable giving him my star of the game because it was it was unbelievable for performance after last week's unbelievable performance. And he didn't have a sack. But I think everyone who watched the game knows uh, just how good he is. Can I call him up to the Bears? Uh, can I call him up to the Bears this week? We could use a three technique that disrupts the game like that. Maybe one that was, like, drafted in the slot we traded down from. You all right? Yeah, I'm okay. They're not playing the Packers. I don't care what the Bears do. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, next question. Uh, most disappointing underperforming unit of the game besides quarterback Isaac Ambrose puts there. Isaac Ambrose not letting us take the low-hanging fruit on this one. You know, I might – special teams? Ooh, I like it. Special teams, a missed field goal. I thought Aiden Lawfrey took some of the kick returns back. He probably should have just fair caught, started them inside the 20. I thought Hugh Robertson had a good first three quarters. It was that fourth quarter that it started to really get away from him a little bit. But that was – for as good as that unit had been, if I can't say quarterback, uh, I, I think special teams would, would go. There's stuff that we hadn't seen. Now I say that, which was so on the other side of that, I say that, and Johnny Newton blocks a field goal, and Ryan Mead gets his hand on a punt. So I don't – maybe special teams wasn't the best pick, but I've already talked this long. I kind of want to go receiver. I, I need to see the film for the offensive line. It's got to be somebody else on offense. Um but receivers just need to get more separation. I saw Sean say, isn't that Penn State secondary? Yeah, the Penn State secondary is really good, but it's time for Pat Bryant to take take that next step, right? Like, And, and if he wants to be you – know, Brett Bielma's kind of hinted, I, I think this guy can play in the NFL. I haven't seen it the last two weeks against the Power 5 team, so they need him to step up or somebody else uh, to step up at that wide receiver. Casey, I don't blame him, man. Like Those were two poorly thrown balls um, that uh, Luke Allmeyer – through Adam for those picks. All right, next question. Biggest play of the game momentum shift. This is the one I wanted to say. It was that third quarter interception. The Penn State gets that three, the three points on that final late drive, very similar to Kansas, but held out of the end zone on that to make it 16 to seven. After all of that, Illinois still down nine at halftime, which is kind of a net win. I think yeah. given how poorly they played, they come out and they throw an interception on the first drive of the third quarter on the third play. So the defense gets a three and out. And then turns around and goes right back out there. That that just felt like a very very brutal moment. For me, yeah, it's that that's the one after the big Isaiah Williams catch. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the one because you were in their territory. You're deep in their territory. You felt like. <laughs> Sorry, I might have jinxed him, right? <laughs> in the press box, I said he totally redeems himself after that throw and catch to Isaiah Williams. Next play interception for Luke Altman. Like it was like you're right there, and I think that's what Brett Bielma is going to try and get through to him. It's like, hey, I know we have these calls. I know you want to score against Penn State, make it a two point game, but we have to play for the rest of this game. If if we turn it over here, we don't know how many opportunities we're going to get deep in this territory you made a great play live to play another down don't just throw it up like that uh you got to be smarter than that and that's something luke altmeyer is going to have to learn from so it's definitely that play for me. yeah i mean i think you could have also made the argument that instead of going for that you, you just get it to reggie love uh, on that next play after that 32 yard run you're down uh at the 43 yard line maybe you just get it to reggie love and try to churn things out a little bit more there i mean i think that would have been would have been fair, but that that was a brutal turn there. Most notable thing Bielema said post game. It's a good question. I don't. I think it was the early down, like when he brought the up early like down the, picks. Yeah, the interceptions. Yeah. What bothered him is not the third downs, 
uh, and I'd have to look back. I think three of them were on early downs. Like he was, he was, yeah, two of them. Okay. Yeah. He was, he was upset about that. And that makes a lot of sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. Seems like a, a young quarterback and Buma prides himself on situational football. I also thought it was notable that, that he talked about personnel on offense, that those freshmen might have growing roles moving forward. I do too. It feels like this is kind of that point in the season. I, I, know I t- mentioned on the podcast before George McDonald said that third game, you know, you get a home, you get in the way, get them in class. I, I think that's notable that he brought those guys up. Maybe it's because they were relative. I guess I'm, I'm using that term soon. A lot of lifting bright spots, um, especially yeah. in that second half. But yeah, I thought that was, that was something. Uh, number one thing Illinois needs to figure out for next week's game against FAU. Joey, this is all personnel for me. You have three weeks, uh, three games of what your team is, what it isn't, who is performing, who is flashing. And uh, I thought they made, they've made some good moves on the offensive line. I, I, I think the number one thing is, is figuring out, hey, I need to rotate my offensive personnel a little bit more because outside of Isaiah Williams and, and Reggie Love, the Trinity Catholic thing is working out pretty well right now. Uh, outside of those two, you really don't have a consistent playmaker on offense yeah when we say personnel we mean the skill players the skill positions yes. uh that yeah i i think that that's probably it right because you've seen just relative flashes from, from some of those guys down there a little bit i can't think the offensive lines take you know, looks to be taking care of defense i, I mean live linebackers i don't know i mean you're kind of diving down there a little bit yeah, we'll talk about Matt Bailey. I think getting him back and continuing, if, he, if he's healthy, uh, continuing him will really help with secondary. Secondary's just got to continue to improve. Um, I, I think, it, yeah, the guys you have are the guys you have. Tackling man to man in space is really, really difficult, but that needs to continue to improve. It's not the secondary you had last year, but I do think Xavier Scott continues to show really, really well. And when you have Matthew Bailey out there, I thought Clayton Bush played a better game today. Um, so, you're not giving up big plays. That that is for sure. Like, they didn't give up a lot of big plays today to Penn State, except for that one before half, which is why that one was so disappointing. Um, but yeah, I, I think the secondary just needs to continue to settle in. But I was so encouraged by the defensive front, like Gabe Ackes and Seth Coleman. Looked like Gabe Ackes and Seth Coleman today. Yeah, absolutely, they did. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Running back, wide receiver. Who, who's your second running back at this point? Is it Josh McCray, or is or, or do you start to? shift some of those reps to Caden Fagan. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I think that's a question I have. Bielma said uh, you like to have three guys, so I think he opened the door. I think the way you said that shifts some reps. I think Josh McCray is still going to play. I don't think he's getting completely benched. I think Bielma is going to continue to give him a chance, but I think Caden Fagan now is going to get some of those reps. And I, I think Aiden Offer should get involved. Uh, he needs speed. He needs some speed at some point, and uh, I think he should get involved too as long as you can – count on him to pass protect just a little bit so i'd like to see him get more involved just to give you some speed element uh to the offense uh any injury updates matthew bailey's the only one right that everyone else returned keith randolph returned i say adams returned we talked with him he said he's fine we talked with keith didn't seem to be any issues there trying i'm going down the list here which is probably good news because there are a lot of so-and-so is down on the fields um <laughs> Matthew Bailey's the question again, right? You feel yeah. for the kid. You really, really feel for the guy. Shoulder uh, looked like it. You know that first play makes makes great run fit on the edge, makes the play. Shoulder, we don't know what it is. Watching football all these years looked like his shoulder popped out, and then they popped back in, uh, and then looked like it, it got hurt again later in the game. So usually they can come back from those uh, and, and gain some strength, but you just hope it's not a recurring issue 
for Matthew Bailey. Keith Randolph sounded like he got banged up a little bit. Isaiah Adams uh, knee got twisted a little bit, but but he came out of that all right. So uh, and then Johnny Newton, I, I don't know what what his was, but uh, all those guys came back in the game and, and performed. All right, let's get some questions. Robert, defense was reassuring this game. Mistakes still seem to be abound, but I guess there are less penalties in previous games, especially on the defense, Joey. Uh, let's give a lot of credit there. I mean, offense penalties hurt him in the second half, but notably the defense, way fewer penalties. Penn State was worse with those today. Not sure why we keep trying to get McCray to happen. It's because Bielema really likes him, and he, 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 we've seen it from him. We've seen two great games from him, but that was a long time ago, Joey. Yeah, I mean, you keep trying because if you get him to happen, that's really important. But at some point, you're getting into the third game here, and you've got to figure out if, if you think that's a realistic thing that, that's going to get happening the way that they hope it does. Sean, uh, we still have five to seven more wins on the schedule. We are okay. This game was promising on defense. This feels like the Indiana game last year to me. You said that like three times. <laughs> Indiana is a catch-all. That day will live forever. Listen, I will not. I will not criticize any Illinois fan for feeling down through three games, right? Because uh, you are one Casey Washington amazing catch away and Luke Altmaier from being 0-3. I will not fret. I will not criticize anybody for feeling down about this team. I do think we saw signs today of real encouragement that if your quarterback just cuts his turnovers in half, you had a chance to beat the number seven team in the country. That is encouraging. The schedule is encouraging. Can you put it all together? Can you put it all together? And, and do you have enough talent to, to make plays? Whether it's the secondary, whether it's the playmakers on offense, do you have enough talent at those skill positions, Joey? We've seen flashes from Altmaier, obviously. We saw a flash from Bryant. I think Isaiah Williams is a really good player. I think Xavier Scott has turned into a really good player. You need more big plays on this team, whether that's takeaways or whether that's you know big plays on offense. That, that's concerning to me at, at this point, the, the lack of big plays outside of Luke Altmaier runs. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen that. I felt like th- this game in particular was they can get one of those turnovers. It seems like it, there were moments in this game that they came up with a turnover a year ago. Now that's mm-hmm. three top 70 draft picks in secondary. That helps you get to that point. Uh, but, yeah, we, we have not seen those kind of game-changing, I guess, plays, at least a lot of them. I wanted to ask you, since we're on this topic, I was listening to our friends Lante and Derek Piper yesterday when I was driving and I talked about just how do you, how would you feel? Assuming it was a loss to Penn State, and it was, was the eye test enough to make you think, okay, maybe there's something here? And I lean towards yes, but there was a moment in the second quarter, first quarter perhaps, I, I know you had mentioned like, oh, this is kind of danger zone, and they got out of danger zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think there was enough in the eye test, especially knowing what's ahead that you, I'm not trying to moral victory or anything. This is a no. lot of stinks, but like, I, I'm trying to, if you're a fan walking out of here, how do you feel right now? Right. You're one and two. I, I think when I talk to Jay Lehman on Monday, he's going to feel way better about this game than Kansas. I, I feel way better about this game than Kansas because if you just take away the, I, I'm not beckoning this thing, but your quarterback who had been great through two games was awful today and that's why you lost i'm not pointing to five different reasons you lost i'm pointing to one one reason and, and that's just your quarterback just kind of got into a rut there uh and you need him to bounce back from that that's a concern moving forward you can't do that against minnesota you can't do that against iowa they will make you pay for it and you will lose those games if that happens but um yeah i i think this the eye test was better today but i will say this looking back at illinois they went on that 
what, six-game win streak last year? Last October. Yeah. yeah. Since then, Joey, they are one and six against Power 5 teams. Yeah, that is right. Yeah. So they got to prove it. But they, they had the chances to do it. Florida Atlantic next week, got to take care of business. They got Clemson tonight, uh, so you get a little bit more rest than them. Uh, Ohio beat them last week. The Ohio won a game today, right? Ohio is doing something. Who they? <laughs> Iowa State was the beat opponent. Iowa State. They beat they, Iowa State. So they, Ohio's a good team. But um, wasn't that out with a win? Hold on, before we get too too far down. They did this ten to seven. Uh, Matt Campbell should have left earlier. <laughs> should have left earlier. Oof, oof, oof. Nathan Shieldhouse, can you get that offense going? Um, but, yeah, like Florida Atlantic, we'll see what they do against Clemson tonight. Got to win that game. And they have a huge road game at Purdue. That's a massive game against a good quarterback. We'll see what Purdue does tonight. If they beat Syracuse, they're going to be feeling pretty good about themselves. But that, that's when you got to perform. That's when you got to put it all together. So next week is a must win, obviously. Take care of business. Uh, and then you start Big Ten West play where there's so many opportunities for wins. But there's, there's definitely cause for concern. Absolutely. I mean, you have five turnovers in a game. There's cause for concern, right? Um, I mean, I predicted one and two to start the season. They are worse at one and two than I thought they would be when I predicted them one and two. I thought, yeah. yeah. I I think I'm really interested to see the defense next week to make sure that that wasn't just a one off, like, yo, you know, we're playing number seven and that it's more of a sustained turnaround. I think that's something I'm really interested in seeing. Uh, Court says, by the way, Johnny had one of the best defensive performances I've seen in 45 years of a line. I fandom. He was at the Simeon Rice, Whitney Merciless level play today. Unreal talent. That's probably a top three Johnny game, I believe. Was it Indiana last year? I thought Kansas last week was maybe his best game as an Illini. Yeah, this was uh, this was up there. I mean, the way he impacted the game, didn't even have a sack, and I'm, I'm glad people don't need the sack to see it, but just big play after big play, disruption after disruption. He's he's an All-American, man, and uh, he, he looks like he's living up to that first-round hype. 100%. Again, there's a lot of odd panic after one week with him. That, that should probably be all gone. He's a very, very good football player. Robert, next week is a get-right game. Purdue game will be very indicative, uh, indicative of this how the season will pan out. It's a big game. I mean, toss-up games. Toss-up game after toss-up game. Can't have turnovers. You just can't keep beating yourself, Joey. That, that is what this team has done through three games. And, and inexperience in the secondary, inexperience at quarterback, you'd expect that. But the, the hard part about Kansas is like – or Toledo was that it was some of the guys you, you need to count on. But they've cleaned some of that up, and now they got to put it together. they got to put together a full game next week. Yeah, we haven't seen a full game out of them. And oddly enough, I, I felt like coming into this game, the offense was very close. Like it's like, man, they felt like they're like on the cusp of putting it together. And I, I sure don't feel that way right now. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna pause on the uh, you know, some people freaking out about the direction of the pro I, I gotta let a season play out. I think we've learned that over the last several seasons, Joe. It's it's a long season, but they do need to make corrections obviously they need to learn from these mistakes one and two is is a bad feeling especially when you're so close to being oh and three but it's it's how you react to it now that i mean the rest of the schedule all of these games are are really winnable really really winnable i think at iowa is the most difficult one on here but iowa obviously is probably not going to run away from you unless you commit four turnovers yeah i think that's fair it's exactly what we had discussed coming into this I mean, it's playing out a lot of like how we thought. It just looks – those first three have looked different 
uh, may, maybe not in the best way than what we thought they would look. All right, last one. Is there a no. <laughs> I'm just seeing some comments. I see some John Paddock comments. Is there a quarterback controversy, Joe? No. Not yet. No. No. I mean, we, we saw John Paddock come in there one series against the starters for Penn State. It was not pretty. He got some yards late in the game. Yeah. I, the quarterback is – no, no, there is not. I did wonder – the only thing I – outside of everything we've talked about with the quarterback, I did wonder if midway through the fourth quarter uh, that maybe they would go Donovan Leary to get him some reps, especially as Penn, as Penn State had moved to its twos. We did not see that, obviously. Is that – you hear Bell? Yeah. Is that you? Is it dinner time? Oh, God. Oh, oh man. Fucking, I'm still here. Almost took off. Uh, Ethan, this performance just makes me sad. I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Because you saw what was there, right? You saw the opportunity that was in front of you to, to make a statement, to kind of really put a hammer down on the narrative that had been the first two weeks. And it was so close. It was, Especially early. I know this final score doesn't look like that, but it, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, ILL fan, Wagner has incredible hair. This guy gets it, man. He's been well, a product you use it nowadays. Whatever is the cheapest on Amazon. <laughs> it is good hair. Yeah. You got to see me and Piper on the road, man. We got like oh. bags of stuff we carry in. I, I, where were we last year? We were in uh, Iowa City. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're getting ready to go, and uh, you guys are all doing your hair. I'm like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, I, I don't understand what this is. It's a, little, a little jealous, but yeah, you guys are taking about five, 10 minutes on the hair. And I, I get it. I get it. I used to do that too, and, but not anymore. You know, it's freeing it's, though, Joey. Don't got to worry about it. I would have meant cheaper, much cheaper. I would imagine. Brad P's got some burgers on the grill. Hit me up with that address, Brad. <laughs> we'll do. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us in the Illini Enquirer podcast. Jay Lehman will hop on with us on Monday and get the All-American analysis, as we always do. Uh, check out all our content coming at Illini Enquirer. I'll have five takeaways. Joey will have uh, on the big turnovers in Luke Altmeyer's game today. We'll do a film review and plenty of recruiting coverage. It was a big recruiting day. And, man, if you're a defensive prospect, you feel a little bit better. Uh, about Illinois, and they had some key defensive prospects here on campus and a bunch of offensive guys, too. We'll have plenty of that at Illini Inquirer. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. Thank you for watching live on the YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Subscribe to us on the way out. We really appreciate you guys, uh, but hope you have a good night, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 